You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Casual Sunday morning. I'm going with the hat. You're going with the hat. Although, like, the, the backwards hat for you look is pretty typical. But I decided to, uh, you know, post up. I'm wearing some basketball shorts recording. Uh, are you getting ready to brunch with your girlfriend in New York? How'd you know? I I, I just got sniped. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. We're getting ready to brunch. The weather sucks. My hair is a mess. I went to get coffee. That's the backwards hat. That's why it's, like, my shtick. It's, like... I don't want to fix my hair, so I throw yeah. the hat on. So, uh, yeah, but it is vintage Marlins, and I should be showing it off forwards. I don't know. You, people can't see it, but it just just take my word for it. The teal. The teal's back. The pre-record shower is just kind of a no-go some days, right? No. No, it'll put me, it'll put me to bed. Wow. You're a night shower guy. Yeah. I'm a morning shower guy, but uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about baseball, and this is uh, – got to figure out a title for our Sunday show, but this is part of the Just Baseball show. Uh, Aram Layton is the one that's about to go brunch. I love brunch as a verb, just like summer. I hadn't heard summer used as a verb until I got to college in the Northeast. It, like, oh, you summer there. Oh, yeah. See, I'm from Florida, so we, we just, it's always summer. So that, that I actually did not hear that one. Okay. Right. That's good to know too. So in Florida, summer is just exchanged for live. I live there. Yeah. I live there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack McMullen and we are talking about pitch doctoring and the shift today. Two things that Aram and I totally disagree with. uh, And this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good old fashioned 20 minute argument about two topics in baseball that are really rearing their head right now. And I want to start with pitch doctoring because it's it's the thing that's at the forefront of most people's minds right now with um, Giovanni Gallegos being uh, asked to change hats earlier this week in a Cardinals-White Sox game. And, you know, I guess just jumping right in, where do you stand? You know, I, I think it's a slippery slope, you know, because it's like there's there's an interesting thing that that whole monologue, right, by by uh, St. Louis's pitching coach, right? You uh, manager, know. Mike Schilt. Oh, manager. It was his manager. Yeah. So Mike Schilt, he, he had a really good just breakdown on it. But but the problem is to me, like, okay, the rosin's okay. Okay, there's certain things that are okay. But it, it almost seemed like it, there was just so much ambiguity there. He's like, I know that some players use, you know, this and this, and that's okay. But now we have guys using this, this, and this. And it's like, 
I mean, we'll get into the specific substances, but you know, where do you draw the line? And that's kind of my issue here is I'm okay with players getting a grip. I mean, hit by pitches are up higher than ever, but that's also part of the problem. If everybody's using these substances to get a grip and we're using the idea that guys are going to be getting hit more if they don't, well, they're using substances as much as ever. It's not like we're cracking down on them and guys are getting hit more than ever. So where is the benefit coming from? And if that's not really the case either, as we see Kevin Pillar, unfortunately get hit in the face, thank goodness he's okay. Right. Um, with guys throwing as hard as they are today, I'm cool with the grip thing, but at the same time, offense is getting decimated. And if we can look for any single way to improve offense without moving the mound back for God's sake, I'm, I'm here for it. And that kind of ties in both the points that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So physically, I think, you know, grip certainly helps, right? I think that the increase of hit by pitches doesn't really have anything to do with the ball being slippery. I think it has to do, right. I think it has to do with pitchers throwing harder than ever and also giving less of a shit about their mechanics, right? Like pitchers are just flailing open. They're doing anything that they possibly can to get to 98 on the gun. And usually that results in a couple of sailed fastballs every inning, you know, like Shohei Otani, This guy is taking the pitching world by storm, not just the hitting world. And Otani, I mean, this guy is one of the more erratic starters in the league, right? Like some of the most exciting guys in baseball. Waskari Noah was very erratic. Freddie Peralta before this year, very erratic. Shohei Otani, very erratic. There are more guys that are, you know, making the Instagram highlight reel because they throw 100 at the corners and they're making pitching ninja because that pitch works every three pitches, but the other two, they're missing their spot badly. And I think that is the large part of the increase in hit by pitches. Yeah. You know, and it's also a nightmare for a hitter, right? You talk about effectively wild. If I get 96 up and in, and then he just drops a hammer, you know, that looks like it's going to be up and in again. And it, you know, catches the inside corner. You're almost lost up there, but it's funny. You mentioned that because, you know, you're a broadcaster in the minor leagues, I do a lot of prospect analysis and I'm looking through a bunch of different hitters, you know, a bunch of different prospects. And some guys are struggling a little bit and I'll try to talk myself into like, okay, he'll be okay. He's walking a lot, but everybody's walking a lot. That's the one thing I've noticed a ton through the minor leagues as well. And of course, command is something that gets better as you go on. And that's part of what makes a major league pitcher different than a minor league pitcher because all these guys throw gas now, but walks are up big time. Um, even in the minors. I mean, I don't have the general numbers, but I'm fairly positive because almost every single hitter I look at is in the double digits and walk rate. And it's like, you know, I, I know for a fact, we haven't seen it like that before. So if the grip isn't really helping with balls and strikes, you know, is it just, is it making these pitches more just, you know, shaped and things like that? Of course it is. So at that point too, I mean, you have instances where like Davey Garcia, his, his breaking ball breaks too much to where he struggles to command it. Yeah. That might even be part of the issue now too, is like we are, we, these guys are able to snap such good breaking balls, especially with the help that, you know, they can't even really control where it goes. And then let alone the fastball, like you mentioned, the showcase one Oh one type thing where you're right. throwing it as hard as you freaking can. Uh, you know, th- that's the whole issue here. But when we dive more specifically into the grip, you know, I, I see it brought up time and time again, and I always go back to the offensive struggles, right? Do pitchers need any more of an edge right now? And, fair warning here you're a pitcher I was a hitter um so you know that's part probably part of the reason why we have different differencing opinions here but for me it's just like pitchers are dominating baseball right now why do they need any more of an edge yeah showcases ruined pitching I really like that you brought up that point because 
you know, while they might have ruined hitting and everybody's swinging for that top exit velo and top distance and like, oh shit, if you hit a ball 450 feet, like you're going D1, right? Same with pitching. Pitching has come down to one number and it's fastball velocity. And if you are in the mid nineties, you're going to play in a power five conference, right? Like that's how high school pitching works. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter if you, if you locate. the backstop every pitch. Doesn't matter. If you hit 98, you're going to Texas, right? Like that's just how that works now. Um, I, I think that that has really had a, a case for ruining pitching and in turn ruining hitting because pitchers are, like you mentioned, effectively wild, not to take it away from the podcast. But um, yeah, I... I don't know. We kind of strayed away from, from the foreign substance talk there, but it kind of tying it back to the foreign substance talk grip helps with velocity grip helps with spin rate. And what Mike Schilt was saying in his 10 minute monologue, which was awesome. There were a couple of questions sprinkled in there. So I don't know if it technically qualifies as a monologue, but um, you know, he was saying that, that some is good. If you're helping with grip, that's good. If you're trying to adjust spin rate, that's bad. And those two go hand in hand, do they not? Yeah, where do you draw that line? That's kind of what I'm talking about there. It's like, and that's kind of why we went down the other rabbit hole, because it's like, where do you draw the line? If you're going to say that it helps with command and, you know, not hitting guys in the head, I think it's a little bit of uh, almost a farce. Like you're hiding behind that a little bit as a reason to be able to do it. Because, you know, if you blur the lines, that you won't really be able to specifically say, okay, you can only use a little bit of bullfrog, a little bit of sunscreen and rosin, but the second you start using pine tar, that's where we draw the line. Or you can only use a little bit of pine tar, but then that's where we draw the line. And like, that's where it's, for me, it's gotta be kind of an all or nothing thing. Of course you can use the rosin. That's always been a thing. But when when we start talking about anything other than rosin, I think that's where you kind of, start to have some issues there. I think in the era too, where, I mean, obviously substances have always been used, but the difference now is that we have technology that helps us as pitchers. I say us, I'm not even a pitcher, but that helps you, you guys, you villains, (laughs) be able to shape pitches to a degree that you've never been able to. You have instant feedback, you have all of this information, and now you're able to do things that you wouldn't really be able to do with your human body and with the hands that you have on a baseball but now that you have the ability to stick it and really just rip you know that kind of 12-6 breaking ball or whatever it may be and manipulate it and have that feedback with the pine tar or with whatever I just think it's too much it's just too much what do hitters have you know hitters have a lot of video they have some information but like what kind of edge can you get um, to, to hit the ball for farther or to be able to drive it more. So where you want, I, that's the difference. And I just think again, pitching what we talk about the three true outcomes and all of that stuff. And I think it's a little bit overblown because I still enjoy baseball thoroughly. And yeah. 90% of the time when I'm watching, I don't really think about it, but right. the command issues are one of are one part of it. And that's kind of why we went down that, that area. But then also the swing and miss is a huge part of it. And for giving pitchers any more of an edge, I don't think they need it. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And my, I think our point in like disagreement is um, what should be allowed because rosin is allowed. It will be allowed. What's interesting to me is the substance use of pitch doctoring has changed. And we talk about baseball being cyclical, right? And um, you know, pitchers having the overwhelming advantage right now, 
because they have placed this crazy focus on not tipping pitches. When hitters had the advantage, it was tipping pitches, right? So, so then they knew what was coming. Now they're focused on that. Oh, and by the way, they have this substance. So baseball is going to normalize again. Like hitters will return to form. Pitchers will drop down to form. That's how that works, simply because more tech will come out for hitters and they'll learn more and they'll be there. I don't think we're at the point of no return. But my thing is there, there needs to be policing. There needs to be one thing that's okay. And beyond rosin, beyond rosin. And it's not pine tar. You know, the, the way that people used to doctor pitches was Vaseline, the spitball, <laughs> right. Yeah. And hair grease to, to get it to almost knuckle out of their hands when they're throwing now a it's fastball. The opposite. You want to be able to like rip it almost. That's the opposite. Now, you know, you've got people like JT Real Muto coming out and saying that they pick a baseball up after a foul ball and they're like, it's sticking to their hand. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. So I guess what I'm pitching right now is allow the sunscreen and rosin combination. Anything else, you're gone. And why is rosin not enough to you? Rosin's not enough because I don't think you get that grip from just rosin it's fair it's fair i just do you need that grip that's like that it sounds so it ridiculous. comes down to that right it like, comes it down it sounds to that. so ridiculous but like is pitching that oh don't get me wrong i know pitching's hard as hell it's 60 feet six inches away and you got to get it by some of the most talented athletes and you know guys that can hit it a million miles but at the same time do pitchers really need that much help right now that, that's the thing it's like they found a way to get an edge that's great but do they need it and that's where I'm at. Like that, that's the thing for me that it's like, if you don't need it, if baseball is in this offensive drought um, and you talk about some technology that'll help hitters, you know, I think VR, you know, as it yeah, furthers totally. this technology, you'll be able to simulate at bats against hitters. I, that's going to happen. Quarterbacks in the NFL are already using it. Um, and I think it needs a little bit of progress baseball wise, but you know, that's the thing is then once hitters catch up, then are we really like, okay, yeah, you can use your bullfrog now and your sunscreen or whatever. Like that's the issue. But I just think in game it's different. Right. And if you're using something in game, I just don't know why, why you need more than rosin. I think that's where we end up disagreeing, but I, I think we need to take you to the batting cages and throw a bullpen and just see the difference. If you're willing to throw a bullpen, we'll go just rosin, no bullfrog. And then you use the bullfrog and see, see the difference use use the uh the sunscreen because we could get a couple players that we know to do it but there's no way they'll do it because no they'll get in trouble so you can be our test dummy there i like honestly as as a pitcher and, and, and like obviously it's, it's hard because you're not pitching in the pros right now but like how much of a difference do you think it really makes for you to have that sunscreen versus the rosin i think it does make a difference and numerically i'm going to point to a, a couple of factors the strikeout numbers indicate that they don't need that extra grip but like we've talked about, the command issues and the walk numbers do indicate that they need that grip. So I think that if I were to be this test dummy and throw a bullpen, I'm going to walk away from it and say, oh, my God, I need my bullfrog and rosin combination. Right. And, you know, I'm a guy who hasn't hopped on a mound in, I don't know, two years now, I guess. COVID kind of threw a, uh, threw a wet blanket over my senior club baseball season, my last hurrah. The farewell um, tour was just abruptly stopped. Yeah, sucks, man. But uh, yeah, so like my pitching career is over, but I could probably tell you even just by playing catch, and we can plan to play catch, right? And 
we'll throw with just rosin. We'll throw with bullfrog and rosin and, and we'll see what the difference is. And you can come to a conclusion yourself, but I think that um, there has to be some sort of substance, no weird one, no melting Coke, right? Boiling Coca-Cola, melting it and then combining it with something else. And that creates something crazy. Like, have you heard that one? No, no, that's it's crazy. Stupid. I talked to some pro pitchers and like, they were the ones that kind of got me, understanding just the whole like clear how you're able to make a clear substance sticky type of thing coca-cola i had no no idea and that's the thing it's like now we're turning into like to like meth cooks you know like to to try to get an edge like that's nuts like let's just play ball and that's where i'm i'm starting to like look at it and it just blows my mind the last thing i wanted to say on it too is is the policing right you you mentioned policing baseball's aware of it Baseball's aware of who's doing it the most and who's not and whatever. And they're trying to almost keep it under wraps and police it like, you know, underground, but it just isn't working. I saw Dallas Braden say something about that where he's like, they know who's doing it. They could do something about it, but they're trying to kind of do it in this subtle way to not give baseball another black eye. And I just don't really see how that works either. Like when it's going to take guys like Michael Pineda walking out there with a slab of pine tar on his neck, which still yeah. blows my mind to this day. Crazy. That he did that multiple times to like really have the general league and everybody and all the fans know who's doing it. The league actually knows everybody who's doing it more than the other. Of course they all know. And that's the weird thing. But then everybody outside is kind of in the dark about who's doing it more than the others and all of this. And I just feel like it should be this more, set in stone police to like even if you're going to allow certain things like let's be pretty clear on it and let's stop with the ambiguities and you know just giving certain guys a little bit more of an edge it's like almost like how far are you willing to push it and if you're not going to get caught then that's that's good for you it's it's your edge and you're good and I, I don't really like that and coming full circle with this just before we move on to the shift conversation for a couple of minutes um with Giovanni Gallegos and with Joe West approaching Gallegos and asking him to change hats. I don't have a problem with asking Gallegos to change hats, to change hats. Yeah. I do have a problem with asking Gallegos to change hats and not asking anybody else to do anything about the substance. Right. And I think that's where that was the genesis of Mike Schilt's monologue there. If you're going to nab Gio, that's fine but you got to nab everybody else on all 29 other teams in major league baseball. If you're going to police it, it's all or nothing. It's so not the, pick. These guys are going to have secondary hats ready. We're talking about dudes that are cooking up Coke, but not Coca-Cola. Not yeah. Coke, Coca-Cola. They're cooking up Coca-Cola. They're, they're going to have other hats ready. Like that's why it's getting so ridiculous, but I, I totally agree. I mean, and again, it kind of goes into the policing of like, we should have a set in stone policy and follow it instead of just generally deciding when we're going to enforce it and not. Um, and like, like, unless they want to start just enforcing it on Trevor Bauer, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, this feels a lot like we are, we're dissecting each other's political compass, but we're going to get our take on the other main thing. Right. And that's the shift. Yep. So simply put, and we'll only go like five or so minutes on this. This is going to be a conversation that just keeps popping up when, you know, we see certain numbers that indicate that the shift is terrible for baseball and things like that. But um, my two second pitch is I'm pro shift. Okay. That was like a second. So uh, yeah, half a second. I was waiting another second for for more, but okay. You're pro shift. I was, I seriously was for, for a while. Um, and, and that's the thing is I rarely change like that. I rarely flip flop. We talk about like politics, stuff like that, 
when it comes to these like very specific baseball things, I don't tend to change very much, but when we, again, the offensive woes, but when extreme ideas started to be floated, like I know, and I know moving the mound backs extreme, but we've seen like the stupid stolen base stuff. Uh, those rules. I mean, you're seeing it firsthand, right? In high a where like, I really oh, God, like you're going to tell me you're going to like it. Uh, I like okay. it. Lefties can't throw over. I don't know. What is that in double a lefties can't throw over with like a leg lift. It's in low a you're a lefty. You're a lefty pitcher. I am. And I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, it, you're cool with just slide stepping at all times. I was, you pissed. lift that thing. You're done. I was pissed initially. And then I saw the stolen base numbers and I saw the stolen base attempt numbers through the first two weeks of the minor league season. And I said, this shit's so exciting. Stolen bases are back. They're That's, back. Okay. I'm here for that. All right. That, that one, I won't die on that hill, but, but to go back to like the shifts, it's, you know, when we're looking at the offensive issues, something I was looking at is like batting average on balls in play continuously dwindling. Yeah. Um, and that has nothing to do with, three true outcomes, right? Because home run doesn't really count against, it doesn't count against BABIP or for it. Um, strikeouts obviously have no bearing on it and a walk has no bearing on it. So that has nothing to do with, with BABIP. And the, the, the reason why we see it keep dwindling is that we, we have so much data on these hitters and, you know, they know exactly where they're going to hit it, but that I'm fine with, like figure it out, drag a bunt down. We saw Shohei do it. We've seen David Ortiz do it. That yep. drives me nuts when guys won't just drag a bunt down. Don't get me wrong. I- I'm with you on that. My problem is you're a pitcher again. I'll bring it up. You control the ball. You control the game. And if you can execute your pitches, which also is part of the issue that most guys aren't, but right. if you can locate, you know, you can kind of control this. So like, if you're saying, Oh, it's not that hard. You're a left-handed hitter. Just hit it the other way. Okay. That's easier said than done when I'm getting 96 on the fists. What am I supposed to do with that? I have to pull it. And if I don't pull it in the air, you know, I can hit a line drive into the, you know, on to the right side in, in a hole that should be a hit, not a hit because the second baseman is playing in shallow right field or actually playing in straightaway right. And the right fielder is sitting five rows deep in the stands. Like yeah. that's where it's like, how the hell do I win? Am I supposed to inside out 96 on my hands? And that's where it's like today's game makes it almost impossible to hit against a shift. And, and that's where I'm kind of stuck on it. And I think that's why we've seen batting average on balls in play continuously dwindle. Um, and, and that's something that I, I, again, I'm willing to change that if it means if we make a bunch of little small changes to avoid the big massive change, I'm here for it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think um, the first change that has to go in place if you are going to adjust with hitters is automated strike zone, because when a guy is establishing the inside part of the plate to lefties outside and they're getting that call from whoever, right? Also, did you see that three-pitch walk to Gio Urshela yesterday? No, no, I didn't. He walked on three pitches in and Detroit. Nobody, nobody fixed nobody, it. Nobody called him out on it. Home plate umpire catcher, nobody in either dugout called him out on it. It was a three-pitch walk, and it officially went down as a three-pitch walk for Gio Urshela. Uh, automated balls and strikes is going to help immediately because – you cannot pump in on hands to lefties uh, or righties and you're not going to get that strike call. If it's on the black, you're going to get that call if it's on the inside corner, but I think the hitters can adjust in the batter's box. It's not just a vertical batter's box. It's a horizontal batter's box too. And you see guys crowd the plate. You see guys get off the plate where a pitcher is throwing you, you adjust. And we have seen Pitchers do not have the command where if they're pounding you inside and you take a step back horizontally in the batter's box, 
they're not going to be able to dot that lower outside corner. The best will, and you can adjust from there, but hitters have always struggled against the best pitchers of all time. Yeah, Nolan Ryan, funny. Bob Giz, yeah, right? Like, it doesn't matter. So I think automated strike zone is going to help. The reason I'm pro shift after my half second pitch is because I think hitters just have to figure it out. And I do agree that there are other measures that need to go in play before hitters do figure it out. But this idea of the whole field hitter is gone, except for a handful of guys, which is what makes them so special, right? Trout, Soto, in the minor leagues, we were just talking before we recorded, Brennan Davis, guy that can go to all fields. You know, you could probably name on two hands the guys that can effectively hit to left field and right field in major league baseball right now. Everybody else is let's pull the shit out of the ball and go four thirty down the right field line. It kind of gets old. I I agree. I definitely agree. And, and I'm with you on that. And I think what we're seeing hitters do, and I think it's kind of goes full circle, you know, to sum it up here too, is part of the reason why we see so many hit by pitches is I think hitters are trying to take away that inside part of the plate so that they're like, all right, you, if you can locate it under my hands, like, I'll tip my cap to you, but you're, you're going to be scared to because you don't have the confidence to, to really be able to spot it in there. That's why we see guys like Ronald Acuna drilled 24-7, guys like Anthony Rizzo drilled 24-7. And the thing is, and that's a whole other argument that we can get down to, is they armor up, they crowd the plate. Ronald Acuna literally looks like a transformer he does. up there at the plate. He does. And he doesn't feel it when he gets hit, yet he, he will act like he's dying um, every time he gets hit. Uh, I've seen it with the Marlins against him a million times. Uh, but, you know, he crowds the plate, puts his hands over the plate, and he's like, don't you dare pitch inside. If you hit me, I'm going to be mad. Well, then what the hell am I supposed to do? You're the best hitter in the world almost besides Trout and maybe Soto, and I have to try to leave it out over the middle of the plate. So I'm with you on that. But, again, then I could flip your point on you and say pitchers need to figure it out and locate in. Um, and, and now we just go back and forth forever. Um, yeah. and it's just a classic former pitcher versus former hitter washed-up guy debate. And, um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the happy medium is you ban the extreme shifts, right? Like I don't need the guy 30 feet out there in right field. Um, but you can have your slight shifts. Like we always used to have in baseball and just not go so crazy. Isn't it double a, where you need to have four players with their feet on the infield dirt. Yeah. See, I'm cool with that. And just adjusting from there. Yes. I think I can come to a consensus with you. on. There we go. We, 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 we agreed. We can get along, Uh, but this was kind of like the crux of all baseball discussions, right? Like, hey, here's this thing that's been around for a while. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Let's have a conversation about it. Baseball, like, (laughs) it's funny because, like, we both love baseball with a burning passion, yet it pisses us off to no end every single day. I think that's everybody. I think that's just part of loving it, right? I think so, but, like, do basketball fans have that like type of love hate relationship with that? I think, I think their team, but not not with the sport itself. I yeah. think that's what makes baseball so fun. Yeah, just the fact that I can hate it half the time. Honestly, like eighty percent of the time, and then the other twenty. <laughs> when I was playing, ninety-seven <laughs> percent. Right. Like, I hated it. Um, when I would get shelled, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I why hate am this I doing sport. this? <laughs> why sucks. am I doing this?" Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. But we have some other topics next time. I want to talk extra innings. I want to talk. Yeah, let's do it. So we've got a lot of topics. And also, let us know via, I guess, TikTok is the medium in the meantime, before the website launches. 
any topics you want discussed, anything you want me and Jack to yell at each other about and dive deep into. We'll go deep into it if we need to. We'll talk about it. Tropicana Field needs to be burned down. That might be one as well. <laughs> um, so we, we got a lot of topics and then uh, we're at your disposal. We're both on Twitter. Hit us there too. But this was a good one. This was the Just Baseball Show for Sunday. Me and Pete will talk to you on Tuesday.